Bomb, bomb. Two of two. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Dunk You Very Much, Central Taipei's number one English language NBA podcast. I'm your host, Sam Yarbs. With me, as always, my good friend and co-host, Matthew Von Ryan. Boys and girls, please turn this podcast off. This is meant only for men and women. This is a man. This is a Ben Simmons podcast. This is a man's podcast. Ooh. This one's for men only. Yes. Oh man, we're gonna be talking today about our our favorite players to watch in the NBA. Uh, the teams that we like watching the least. We're gonna bounce around the league. This could be like our news and update podcast. Going coming at you with just our thoughts in this early season. The teams we're enjoying to watch. A little NBA update. A little NBA recap. Yeah, we might preview some games coming up too. There's a couple of good games coming up for the Thanksgiving weekend. Ba bang! Yeah, get that turkey, man. What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Too? I mean, it just turkeys, potato, and gravy. Like it, it's yeah. those three. Like nothing else. Like everything you else go, is garbage. You just go turkey. Everything else is garbage. I. I my dish is all neutral colors. The yeah. way I dress is the way I eat. Okay, so stuffing? What's your stuffing thoughts? No, there's no stuffing. There's you don't no, go stuffing. There's no cranberry. Like a fucking Canadian. You, you don't you, go stuffing. You could sprinkle some stuffing, but there's definitely no cranberry. There's no, like, macaroni You know where you don't, they dish. don't have stuffing? North Korea. They don't have any stuffing in North Korea, all right, Matt? Like, what the fuck? You, have to, you enjoy your stuffing. You're American. They also don't have NBA. They don't have NBA in North Korea. Actually, they do. They, they got Dennis Rodman. They got Dennis Rodman. <laughs> they got a decent they amount of NBA. Dennis Rodman versus Kim Jong-un. <laughs> Kim Jong-un has seen more live NBA than I have this last year. Fuck. Well, yeah, we're here in Taiwan, man. What can we do about this? Um, yeah, so uh, thanks every weekend. There, there are a couple of good games we want to watch looking, uh, looking ahead. Yeah, I think uh, Philly. Philly's got a, a brutal six-game stretch. they got Cleveland, Portland, Washington. Then they go on the road to... Boston and Detroit. We're really gonna find out what kind of team it's Philly because they're yeah. nine and seven now. They're the they're the top of the league. That's yeah. what we should lead off talking about how much we love Embiid, how much we love Simmons. But I kind of want to see them play this six game. Oh stretch man, it's gonna be team. such a defining stretch for them. Six games against. I mean, you got some uh, some some class uh, Western Conference team. Portland coming to town, going out, and then they got to go in and play Boston and some of the other big East. Detroit and of the Orlando Magic are coming to Philly. We'll see at the end of the six-game stretch. We'll see kind of where they're at. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That'll really, like, separate them. Like, are they in the top four? Are they in the, you know, just fighting for the playoff spot? And it, kicking it right off with Philly, Matt, let's talk about the probably the one of the biggest, one of the two biggest games from the last week was uh, was Philadelphia going to L.A. and Joel Embiid put on a show, man. Holy fucking shit. I don't know. Did you see that Instagram photo Embiid posted after the game? It's like he's getting a rebound, and Lonzo Ball is flying out of bounds. Did you see that? <laughs> no. It's so good. He's like, thanks for my time in L.A. It's so great. Lonzo Ball set the fourth quarter, so we didn't really get to see like these uh, these personalities clash. But, I mean, he went off for 40-something points. Just I think he had yeah, 46. 46. How many rebounds? Six. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, and just, just, just dominated the game. Just His jump shots were smooth. His up and unders were just like... Slick. He was it, put it, on a post clinic down there. Yeah, yeah. Get, getting blocks, playing defense. Seven blocks, yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Amazing game. A dominant performance from the five spot. And it's interesting, man, because we've seen, uh, like, we can't say that we haven't seen dominating fives in the last few years because Anthony Davis, I mean, we're a year away from Anthony Davis dropping 50, uh, MVP of the All-Star game. That's a, that's a, that's a huge thing. No, but, like, Anthony Davis as a dominant center, but it... it this is different, and maybe you can help me out with this, Matt. Like, why Why is this different? Why is Embiid, he seems like a different animal even than Davis. He seems bigger. Like, 
it's, it's almost like it should be a knock because he's less fluid. Mm-hmm. But somehow things just kind of work out for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, he's just happy-go-lucky and he just, he just like, somehow Euro-stepping around players to the... For the lay-ins, like, I don't know how the fuck it, it's working. Is it possible it, that... It looks in, awkward as fuck, but it... Yeah. Is it I, possible I that Embiid at this point already has, has better teammates than Anthony Davis has ever had? For sure. That's sure. crazy. J.J. Redick. That's J. crazy. J.J. Redick is better I mean, than well, any teammate than... No, Bo- Boogie Cousins would would argue with that. Boogie okay. Cousins is... A, but, but... You know, again, look at the scope of Anthony Davis' career. Yeah, Boogie Cousins is a recent addition to his team. And as a player who plays basically the same spot or occupies the same space on the floor that they might. It's interesting. I feel like Embiid is, is in a better teammate. Let's say instead of just better teammates. Let's say a better teammate situation than Anthony Davis has ever been in. Yeah, for sure. Which is crazy because his team was was been trying to lose for years. It's wild, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think the 76ers roster is... Uh, a little bit wonky, but mm-hmm. everyone's playing well. Mm-hmm. And the two players who are not playing are Rashawn Holmes, who a lot of people like, and Jalil Okafor, who's the third pick. Yeah. And I think Okafor is a bust, and you can. can Mecca pipe- Okafor also not playing a lot either. <laughs> yeah. Neither Okafor is playing too much. Yeah, neither Okafor. And you're all welcome to pile on, but I do think that the fact that you Okafor fans, the third, the third pick in the draft three years ago, mm-hmm. is not playing speaks a little bit to the depth of this team. Because I think a lot of teams, they would just let this guy play. Yeah. But uh, I think there's a lot of depth on this team. And they said, this guy's like, well, Robert Covington is hitting 50% of his three-pointers, so maybe we should keep him in. Okay, Jesus I wanted to Christ. talk about Robert Covington in our last uh, our last pod. Yeah, you normally do. I, I think our pod will uh, drop a little bit later this week. It's a trivia pod. Bang. so much fun to make. Super good. Robert Covington, this year, this, uh, this week, he signed a four-year... $62 million extension. Sam, I want to get your opinions on that. I'm not a bit... Like, I like I get it. I've seen, like... I'm not a big Covington guy. Mm. And that's a ridiculous thing to say when he is... That's a pretty reasonable contract in today's NBA. And he's a knockdown shooter and a good defensive player, a long-rangey guy. I just feel like there's a little bit of, like... I, I, I Just the games... For me, he doesn't pass the eye test. And maybe yeah. that's just a limited sample size of games I've watched. That might be some biases that I'm bringing to the table. But for me, like I feel like I, I understand his percentage is what it is, but it, it, I don't feel like he's a reliable lock knockdown shooter. And uh, his percentages are fantastic, though. He's he's been he's been absolutely killing it. I mean, he's been knocked down four years in the league, and uh, I, I don't know, like. For me, the eye test just isn't there. I feel like there's going to be some regression or something like that. At the same time, that's a very, very reasonable rate to lock a guy up who's been who's been who's been killing it for Philly this year. So I don't know. I feel very torn. Maybe this is my, too much personal bias in this one. Uh, but what 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 where do you stand on on uh, on RC? I mean, I think he's there's never been a player who's benefited more from his situation. Mm-hmm. He was drafted, or sorry, he was signed as an undrafted free agent by the Rockets. He was put on their D-League team where their only goal was to shoot as many threes as possible to do research for the Rockets team. Then he was released by them. He was signed by the 76ers. Come in and shoot for a team that has no shooters. There's just no one in front of him. Like, oh, you're an unsigned free agent? You're our starter. And it's a team that's got a ton of big guys who are looking to 
pa- like pass it in and then kick it out. Mm-hmm. I think he's benefited really well from the team. But I think he has kind of evolved to a great player or, or a, a worthy player of his contract. Uh, I'm just, I don't know. I think, you know, Phillies, they get this the problem where all their players are on rookie contracts and they have too much money. Uh-huh. But this problem is going to end and mm-hmm. they have to start giving out money. And when you start giving out money to role players, I do kind of question, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, is this a long are you term? locking yourself in too early yeah. with this team? Yeah. What would Hinky do? You know? What would Hinky do? Hinky let him go. Hey, yeah. Yeah, coming to the yeah, interesting season for him, uh, starting it off. Um, yes, so, so, I mean, I think the other big game, I mean, we'll, we'll get to the two juggernauts playing, but the other big hype game was LeBron in New York. Yeah, the king in New York. The king in New York. Claiming New York with his with his Robin, Kyle Korver, doing all the actual dirty work. Porzingis coming in this game averaging over 30 points. Mm-hmm. I think Porzingis just got punked. I, I think LeBron just took it to him, and Porzingis had no answers. Every little fadeaway missed. He had a couple of threes, mm-hmm. but like anytime he tried to take it down low, LeBron was in his face or... Disrupted the shot. Yes, LeBron James out there on you, yeah. man. Yeah, so this is so it's it's, a, it's another level. I mean, yeah, young man like Porzingis has been stepping up and getting it done, but like there's a difference between a, a kid coming into his own and uh, and and the best player in the NBA. Are, are you? Where, where do you stand on, on LeBron as as the best player in the NBA? It's LeBron. He punked Porzingis so hard. A lot of people are saying Porzingis is top five or at least top ten, and LeBron just punked him hard on his home court. Just, yeah. just totally took advantage of him. Just totally overpowered him every play, offense, defense. It just, yeah. it didn't matter. LeBron was the man. So I. He, <coughs> it takes a long way to go. Until further notice, it's LeBron. On the recent Bill Simmons podcast, uh, they had an interesting over under that I actually wanted to pitch at you. They uh, they talked about like the 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 number of years left for LeBron being the best player in the NBA, and we agree that now LeBron is the best player in the NBA. But after last year's finals. It kind of seemed like Kevin Durant was going to make a push. It seemed like Kevin Durant was almost a LeBron, not the same playmaker as a passer, but a better shooter and a better rim protector and defensive anchor who could play the five more effectively than LeBron can now. LeBron could play the five in that in that Miami time. He could play all five positions. But Kevin Durant seems like uh, the best five-position player now. Yeah, I mean, as a, a Twitter commenter pointed out that, like, LeBron can only succeed mm-hmm. when he's with, like, Wade or Kyrie, mm-hmm. and he can't succeed by himself. Mm-hmm. It turned out later that the Twitter commenter was actually uh, Kevin Durant's burner account. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, no, again, Kevin, please, please. Did he forget <laughs> to log out? He made a good point. He made a good point, point yeah. No, I, I, what I, gave I, it away was it the, the sub-tweets at Billy Donovan that gave him away? It's like, yeah, it's like, Billy like, Donovan. Yeah. Put Mello on the bench. Yeah. So they gave the over-under as one and a half years. That LeBron James will still be the best player in the NBA. Would you take that over or under? I'll take way under. I think this could be the last year. This is it. I think he leaves Cleveland and he takes a different role. Because whatever team he goes to, uh, and this is a desperate team, is not going to make him the franchise star. If he goes to L.A., like they're not going to be like, okay, we're giving you the team. You trade away our assets to make our team better. Like, like They're going to keep their young guys. 
and they're going to keep the face of the franchise with the young guy. Plus star star power. Is with he LeBron. going to LA? Is this still like the narrative? Where else would he go? Like, Stay in Cleveland? I, I believe that. Philadelphia? Philadelphia. Oh, come on. That would be wild. LeBron man. Simmons and Embiid? LeBitch. That would be the coolest if, if thing he in the that, he's LeBitch. If, if, what if he, he follows goes, Kyrie in Boston? That would be the funniest. That, that, that would be great. I, I would love that. He's like, really? I want to go to Boston this whole time, too. That's amazing. Yeah. If he just looks around and goes just to the best Just ruins team, Kyrie's life. <laughs> just goes to Boston. Like, oh, yeah. If he just chooses the best team, like, I mean, he's got to be LeBitch. Like, he's got to be, like... You can't mention him in the same breath as Kobe or Jordan if if he goes this narrative. Because he's always chosen the easiest route. You know, he went to Miami when Cleveland got too hard. Uh, he left Miami when Miami got too hard. He's always looked around for the greenest pastures. I, I, I don't like that narrative, man. I, I would put, first of all, I disagree with you. I'm putting the over on one and a half years. We are in the, LeBron's 33. We are in the era of athletes performing past their prime in ways that like th- that we didn't see coming or didn't expect. Tom Brady's like almost 40 and he's like he's, he's killing at quarterback because he drinks electrolytes, I guess. I don't know. Nothing certainly nothing from Mexico is entering his system. Uh, like god god forbid. Like um like these guys like the the attention like you know people talk about like the bosu like he's doing the yoga balls, the bosu ball type training whatever like that he's doing. He's 33 and he's just uniquely dedicated to his body and his and his and his physique in and his athleticism in ways that we haven't seen in previous generations. I don't think that he's going to stop. I don't think this stops this year. I think this is going to last a, a weirdly long time. I think it's going to go if it was two and a half years, I'd take the over. I believe he could outperform expectations, but I think a team and a franchise who's going to absorb him Mm-hmm. He's not going to look to build around him. I disagree. He's still... I, he's, the, so, so you think if he goes to Philly, they would trade one of the young players in Peter Simmons to get a, an older player? No, but I, think, I, don't so, think, I, don't, I don't think he would so, want so, that. I don't think he would demand that. But so I think whatever team he goes to, they're going to build around their timeline. Mm-hmm. Unless if it's a desperate team. Like the, maybe a Milwaukee. The, the, time, the, the timeline of LeBron that you're talking about is like the the classic... like. The GM LeBron starts making them do short-term moves to benefit his window. But and the other part of it, but the other part of it is he has moved teams two times. He doesn't do that at the beginning of his tenure with new teams. When he went to the Heat, he didn't start demanding that they move. Play. It was only after three years he was like, "Yeah, I get." Yeah, but when he moved to Cleveland, he demanded they trade Andrew Wiggins. And well, they okay. they were like, "Well, that was." I think that was kind of an. I think that was generally agreed as kind of a more obvious move, though, at the time. Like, you get the chance to get Kevin Love, LeBron, and Kyrie on the same team now. You do that now. You don't yeah. take a chance on Wiggins. We haven't seen play yet. Right. I think that was more generally... I agree there's probably some GM LeBron in there, and there's certainly PR LeBron not mentioning Andrew Wiggins in his thank you for welcoming me back Cleveland letter. But um, 100%. I think that that was a more generally... Like as opposed to other moves that we've seen that have been more had more clearly had LeBron's imprint on them, that one seemed to make more sense in a in a more general context at least. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, uh, it, I'm, it's gonna be it's gonna be so exciting because this this is how great the NBA season has been. We haven't even started talking about where LeBron's gonna go next year. Yeah. Like, how weird is that? That's the best player in the NBA is probably not gonna be on his same team next year, and no one's talking about it. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Like, like the NBA is insane. Like, yeah. 
Well, I mean, we've kind of uh, buried the lead here, but let's get to the juggernaut game. Golden State Warriors playing the best Philadelphia team in the 76. East. Oh, sorry, the uh, the oh, my Boston Celtics 16 best team wins. In the best team in the fucking the league. The Possibly East. 16 wins says number one. Yeah. Sorry, I was yelling. Who would you uh, would you take them in a seven game series over Golden State? For how much? <laughs> 20 shots of grouse. Ah, well, that's I, 20 shots of grouse is how I say thank you to myself on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, no. Probably uh, not but no, 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 no. That was a pretty amazing game. It was a fun game to and watch. I, I was, was fun. I, okay, I gotta confess, I checked the the box score, or sorry, the, 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 the preview, yeah. and it said uh, Warriors by seven and a half. Ooh. This is the line. Yeah. And I 100% no hyperbole, no joking. 100% thought the game was in Golden State. And I started to watch the game yeah. on uh, NBA League Pass replay. It took me a minute and a half to realize the game was in Boston. It took you a minute and a half to realize. I had no fucking idea that Golden State Warriors in Boston, Golden State would be seven and a half point favorite. That's a huge favorite. That's a huge favorite, yeah. What the they fuck? They blow out teams, man. They, they blow, blow out teams. teams. But on the road, on the East Coast? I think that's just more of like the people bet on the teams they know. The people just bet on Golden State. Just, just play the line. Try to like sp- split the, the I think that's bets. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think there was a lot of... Uh, actually, I was reading... Um, I was checking in preparation for our, our trivia podcast. A lot of the uh, sports insights that have rated like the uh, better tracking, things like that. There's been a lot of action recently. A lot of sharps like betting on the Celtics streak to end and apparently they've been losing a lot of money mm. but like people have been like waiting for like okay this streak is going to end like they don't think the Celtics are going to have this streak so then the Warriors come to town they're like this is the perfect night to end the streak I think actually Sharps might have pushed that line yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of insight if you check out sportsinsights.com it's one of my favorites to read for like betting insights about the NBA there are these long articles their preseason previews for all the futures odds were amazing they had great you know, little talking points. And if you like, uh, if you subscribe to their premium account, they have like all sorts of like statistical breakdown about betting against the public, things like that. But uh, the digital general free preview is, is excellent too. And there's some great things about like, uh, about the, the way that the, uh, the, the people were just pushing against the Celtics to the, the streak to end. A lot of bets coming in, the streak is ending, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Yeah, they've kind of like, Ran up against a pretty soft schedule. I think they yeah. beat Atlanta, and uh, today they beat the Mavericks in yeah. overtime. And you see them so like, the the, like frequently the... coming from behind in these victories, yeah. and like having like you know things that like one on, on an individual chance would be improbable, and we stack them together. You start to say, okay, this is definitely gonna. Yeah, one thing I really hate that uh, I believe a lot of really s- people who are smarter than me get wrong is they say. We're only one month into the NBA, but you know if you're twelve games above five hundred, mm-hmm. then if you just go five hundred for the rest of the year, that means you have fifty three wins. Okay, that's like these. That's these. Just just stock up your wins in the beginning, like yeah. like yeah. and then go five hundred. Like it, these games matter a lot more than I think people give them credit. Yeah, for. they're still they're all part of the picture at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. and the Celtics are, are Celtics are winning, and they're not just winning. They're they're like uh, the Gordon Hayward injury is 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 terrible for Gordon Hayward's career, but it might be one of the best things that happened to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Sure. Because these guys are getting significant minutes, and they're just fucking winning. They're just winning. 
you know, it'd be really amazing to see what happens come next year mm-hmm. if Tatum and Brown keep progressing at this rate. You know, what happens next year? Like, that, when Hayward comes back and he's a little gimpy, he's a little bit off, and he, you know, he's just a little... Boy, when he's a little bit gimpy, when he's a little bit off, I don't like that. I don't like <laughs> either of those things you just said. I mean, that's best-case scenario. Best-case like, scenario? Motherfucker. We're gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Jordan just, Hayward is an elite athlete. But just when he comes back... And he's drinking Tom Brady's electrolytes right now. He's fine. I, I believe in that, yeah. Whatever. He's going to come back with like a reindeer hoof. <laughs> if, he, if he's taking whatever Tom Brady's taking, then I believe in that. If he's taking whatever... Yeah, Tom Brady got it from Ray Lewis. And yeah, they're, they're all there. This deer antler spray. They're all fucking good. Now, the, Gordon Hayward's going to come... The thing is, Gordon Hayward like, might have been the best player on this team. I think he is. Yeah. He is, a, he, he is an... Super underrated defensive. He's a big. He's a like. He's a plus defensive player. Yeah, absolutely a plus defensive player, and and a just a deadly offensive player. Yeah. Like, and you put him. Just imagine him on this team he's now. Big. Just imagine his shooting on this team now, and you're just like, wow. Like the biggest thing. I mean, the the like the, the MVP of the Celtics for me, like as a Celtics homer, has been Horford. Jalen Brown. Oh wow. Okay. Horford. Horford. Yeah. I thought Jalen Brown. Horford's shooting about like uh, like uh, over fifty percent from the field, uh, over forty percent from three this year. Oof. He has been. He's been great. Yeah. He's been fantastic. He's been the best. He's been the best version of Horford that we could have imagined. And this is why you have Horford on this team, because Horford is the player that gets better the better players you put around him. Yeah. You put Kyrie on this team, and Horford becomes a million times better because he's got this amazing point guard with him. Like it's like. Isn't that the knock on LeBron? Like, isn't this team pretty stacked? Like, and he can't make these players better. I, <laughs> I don't want to bring it back. To I LeBron, think he's made. I think there's, he's made a few players' career, but at the same time, yeah, there is something weird. Like, he's got a few clutch agent players paid, but I don't know that he's got any players better. I I, I think he's got players signed to his agency, mm. paid a lot of money. Yeah. J.R. Smith. But uh, I don't I don't know who's made that much better. That's interesting. But uh, yeah, okay. I don't want to go on too too deep of a LeBron dive. But Sam, I want to ask you like now that we've covered like the the big three games of the last week, and they were all amazing. They were all so good. So much hype around them. I was so excited to run home after work, watch the NBA League Pass replay. Replay. I gotta ask you, Sam. In this NBA season, who's your favorite player to watch? My favorite. Individual player, yeah, just, just to watch. Who do you love to watch? Doesn't, they don't need to be good. They don't need to be efficient. Just who do you like to watch? When it's a little bit like because it's been so pumped at the beginning of the season, but I I, I, I gotta go with it. It's Giannis. Giannis. Okay, Giannis is yeah, my favorite Giannis. player to watch, man. Like he's just a uh, like he's a player where like his you can tell what kind of performance he's gonna give based on like his. His facial expression, kind of. <laughs> the, you can read his emotions very well. Like, in the Portland game that we were talking about a little bit off, off the podcast before, like, he he came out, like, he missed a shot, and he was super angry at himself, and Portland's bringing it up. And before he even started jumping into the defense, I was getting excited for, like, what is Jan? He's, like, he's getting angry. Jan is angry. It. He's angry. He's going to do something, like, crazy, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he obviously had the game-winning block on the last play. But before that, he mugged McCollum at the top of the oh, key. Brutal. Like, uh, just like, like he, he wears his heart on his sleeve, and his play reflects how he's feeling. And it's just, uh, 
it's super, super fun to watch, man. Giannis is a, is a unique, unique player. Yeah, he's probably my favorite player to watch right now in the league. There's a couple other young guys that are also up there. Kristaps would be uh, a close number two for me, but Giannis, my number one. For me, it's Kristaps. Like, yeah. I, 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 just, I just love his potential, and I think uh, the way he can take over games on the offense and defense, I just love the double highlight. That's for me. Like, yeah. I love the double highlight. Whether I'm watching the game live or I'm checking it later, I just love to see the block on one end, the, the big dude sprint, and just throw it down the other end. Like, so much fun to watch. Yeah. All right, Sam. Let's get a little bit negative here. The NBA season is not all that fun. Who's the most brutal team for you to watch? Just, just you can't watch. I, I mentioned that on the upcoming trivia podcast. There's one team I haven't watched all season. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I, I was gonna go for the same team, but I'll, I'll, I'll pivot away and switch up. You know what? You know what the, the most the most brutal team to watch for me is is the is the L.A. Lakers. Wow, wow, that's one of my favorite teams. I just, top five, top five. I there's nothing like I get excited before the tip off, and as soon as the tip off starts, and as soon as Contavious Caldwell pulls the ball in his hands. I'm just <laughs> okay. like, oh yeah, that's I forgot. the least interesting player. For yeah, sure. I forgot this team is fucking brutal, and it's just like they're just like it's it's too much. It's the 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 hype does not match the reality for me. Yeah, Lopez on the post, Kuzma shooting threes, Clarkson off the bench, Randall trying to get paid. Lots yeah. of ball, trying to just, yeah. distract from his family's. Luke Wong with a, like a, a a bald spot worse than mine, just pacing the sidelines. It's like I mean I don't know, like that team, like Ingram. We're supposed to mention Ingram. Yeah, Ingram. No one that's knows the guy. Ingram. I just can't. That, that guy, guy looks like a, a reindeer trying to ice skate. Like he is like just out of I don't know. Like, is there anyone more anonymous? He was the second pick last year. I mean, is, yeah. is Simmons one? Ingram too. He's a primary ball handler no in there. They're, they're 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 pumping that. They're look they're, that that's the angle they're taking. They're going they're going behind him and they got it. Like they got it. Like he was the one who was considered untouchable in the in the in the trades that they were considering the, in the previous offseason when they were As he should him. be. He was a number two pick last yeah. year. Well, the other number two pick well. they had is currently in New Jersey, so they like, don't really give a fuck about their number two picks. Uh, the Lakers are a pile of shit, and I hate them. And uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, for me. Again, I actually haven't seen this team, so no shots fired at Atlanta fans. Is the team is performing so poorly? We used your arena sounds for previously. <laughs> when I, when I see the box scores, because I, I, I read the box scores every day yeah. for the game that I don't watch, and there's just there's no one interesting. There's no Who one. Who the going fuck off, is like, Malcolm Delaney? <laughs> yeah, it's like, do I want to see him score twelve points? Yeah. Either efficiently or inefficiently. Either way is not interesting. Yeah. Just, I thought we were yeah, yeah. the Atlanta Hawks. I I just it's it's a tough watch. Um, hypothetically, I've never actually watched them, so yeah. I, I I do feel sad about that because I've watched every other team, and I will try to watch Atlanta Hawks soon. But uh, you know, it seems like they're trying to lose, and the yeah. players they're playing they're not even very interesting. You're not even throwing out like a Dion Waiters who's like. Yeah. Okay, this guy's gonna check us out of a game. Let's play him. They got that kid Collins, but other than that, they they didn't really even get that super interesting rookie because they didn't have yeah. a high pick. So yeah, like um, yeah, they're kind of out yeah, on the 2017-18 narrative, which is like you're either a good team or a shitty team with a cool rookie. Yeah, and they are neither. <laughs> they are a um, they are a shitty team with no cool rookie. Except John Collins maybe should be getting. More love. Apparently, he's been doing cool things. If I ever watched it, apparently, yeah, that's the point. It's like it's, yeah. just, it's so hard to watch for one 
like whatever. What was he? Thirteenth. Should the NBA just just relegate? Should we just go with relegation, like the uh, the 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 English Premier League? I I agree one hundred percent. We've talked about this either on or off the podcast. Bottom three teams agree. lose. The top three European teams move to America, and they become the new teams. Oh, I was thinking that. The bottom three teams go to G League teams. Oh, G League. Uh, yeah. The problem is G League is like farmed and controlled by the other teams. Or whatever. European? I, I think I think Europe is too difficult for NBA. Yeah, but I think the best European teams are better than the best G League teams. I, I believe that, but I, I think the travel is just too difficult. Oh, no. I'm saying they move. <laughs> they move. Like Atlanta, like John Collins, Dennis Schroeder, they all have to pack up and move to like Milan. And all those Italian guys come and move to Atlanta. Wow. And they're the new Atlanta Hawks. Okay, isn't that like this? They're yeah. just the new Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty amazing. They just move en masse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just, yeah. They're just Atlanta Hawks. Here's your Atlanta Hawks. And they just play some, yes, like, you don't fuck up the franchise. Like Migos B, like blah, 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 blah. It's like just a bunch of Italian But you have to have those same, that same route. But I guess that wouldn't work. Because how do you do free agency when you, if you have to? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a work in progress. But yeah, I think well, that, as a general basis, it's not good. Yeah. So Maybe the GM comes over too. He's like an Italian guy comes over. So the GM, so only the owner stays, and maybe the coach, but Coach Bud can stay. I don't know. We, yeah. we gotta work it out. We gotta work yeah. it out. Yeah, it, it's a, I like the coach stayed because then like the the the, uh, the coach of the Euro League is just like he succeeded so yeah. well. Then he just gets a bunch of just like yeah. just underperforming yeah, yeah. former lottery pick dudes. He got Dennis Schroeder back. Oh, hey Dennis, nice to see you again. Welcome back to the Euro League. Great to great to have you here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Dennis actually ever played in the Euro League. Uh, yeah, so Sam like. In this in the season so far, like what else has stood out to you? I mean the the, the like, just the just the the day to day excitement and attention the league generates Fuck, this early so in the year good. is crazy. I got shit to do. I can't watch NBA every day, but it's fucking exciting. If I miss a day, I feel like I I, I feel like I missed a life. Like I feel like I missed a moment. I'm not part of the NBA season. Like yeah, I'm not exactly. trying to get dramatic on it, but like some days. I, I wake up in the morning, I'm going to ignore ESPN all day, I'm going to come home and watch NBA League Path, I'm going to watch the fourth quarter of every game, the full game of some really, like, two elite opponents, and then some days, like, oh, okay, I, I know I'm busy in the night, I'm not going to watch games, let me check the box scores. Yeah. And it's like, holy fuck, Kyrie went for 47, which happened yesterday, yeah, went for 47 against the Mavs. Boom, three 16. Off, yeah, three off from getting you a point on our... Uh, our uh, point lottery. Yeah. Was, uh, oh, yeah. Is, is he on your team or my team? No, ah, I thought he was on your team. Ah, I think but so. he could be on my team. I'm not so, sure. Yeah. But yeah, he, anyway, he didn't score any points for anyone. But like, you know, just just checking the box scores when you miss the games is almost like it's almost more exciting because you get so much information so fast. Yeah, yeah you get it all right there. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah. It's almost like adrenaline rush, and holy fuck, man! Just every day there's such great narratives. And it's not it's not the Warriors, it's not LeBron, it's the young guys, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's a uh, it's exciting because uh, it's one of those rare periods in the NBA where like the uh, the the it's turning right the turn like LeBron like whatever if it's a year and a half or two years or or a half a year as the best player he's gonna pass that torch probably to KD and the Warriors are still gonna have that dominant core but like they only got a couple years of being able to keep that core together. We're in the we're in the gloaming. We're in that turning point, that transitional period, where the young guys, Embiid, just put his stamp down in LA. It's very very exciting. Man. Am I stupid for thinking it's not going to be Durant who takes the throne? The second best player. Yep. You think Giannis is going to leapfrog him? I think it, I think I want the field, which is you know. You take the field over KD as the. I, I think the field over KD. 
with the best player in the NBA. Yeah. What name? Who do you Next see year. coming out? Who's who's doing? I mean, you got the Giannis. Yeah. I, I think Porzingis doesn't really have it yet. That's tough. No, yeah. That's tough. That's, that's tough. If he has, you put it, KD on that New if, York team. Like, I don't know. Yeah, 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 sure. What's he doing? If Porzingis like has it, it's not next year. Yeah. that's it's, it's an if, and it's not next year. But I think you got Giannis. I think you got Harden. I think you got Westbrook. I think you got a, a, a bunch of dudes who, who could take... That's high for Westbrook. Yeah, okay, maybe tied for Westbrook. But you got Embiid. You got Simmons. I Dude, Simmons, man. Simmons or Durant? I, I don't know. Like, as jumping Durant. Wow. That's like... I, I, I don't know. If I could have Durant or the field as the, the person who replaces the LeBron, yeah. I'll probably take the field. Wow. I would take Durant, I think. Durant, yeah. Why? I think Durant is getting... I think that there's a, this early NBA season have been mm. exciting, <laughs> and we get excited. And then yeah, you and then it comes to the playoffs, and, like, like, and, and you just watch Durant. He's just dominating both ends. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think about... The, the inevitability of Golden State just sweep it and maybe lose <laughs> a game that. if that like Harden gets hot in one game they lose one and I then they just win and that. they go yeah they go like right through I mean Durant like Durant's performance in the finals was so otherworldly last year at the, on the biggest stage I don't think he's ready to care yet he's capable of being so dominant defensively while being so incredible offensively that uh yeah I think I would take Durant over the field hmm. alright as the next best player. And I mean Giannis could Giannis would be the one who could really I think spoil that. I don't think anyone else is ready to take that mantle of the best. Even De, even LeBron had to be under the Kobe umbrella for a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk divi- uh, 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 a quick division one right now? Oh, man. Divisions. We, we love, love divisions. divisions. We are big about divisions. Thank you right very now. much. Thank you very much is, is your guys. number one Central Taipei English language division podcast. Undisputed. Uh, undisputed. No one is fucking with us for division. Um, who's winning that Northwest division? Holy shit. Denver, Minnesota, Portland, Utah, and, uh, okay, see. and Oklahoma City. Who is winning that division? I think it's going to be OKC. You think OKC is going to, is going is to surge from behind? Place, currently last place. They're going to surge. I think they just got the talent. They're just trying to figure it out. I think they're trying to find their role. What about the, the, the most talent? They're like, so much better with Carmelo not playing. Because Carmelo's not good. I've you think always thought this. I, I've never once thought Carmelo's a good player. Yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think the other teams are all just mediocre. And OKC might have the talent to rise. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Wolves and the Nuggets have kind of rebounded from a, a really slow start. I think yeah. they're both around 10 and 7 now. Yeah. Which is pretty good. They're probably like 3 and 4. And Portland's not too far behind, around 6. Uh, the Jazz are out. They're 7 and 10, and they're just spiraling. And their big. offense looks tough. But Rodney Hood has been scorching hot the last two games. Came off and had an amazing shooting game this last Lost performance. Lost by 31 to 76ers. Well, you know, chill your run, don't fuck around. <laughs> in Utah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really see it with the Jazz. Uh, Portland, I think, is just kind of, like, I think their ceiling is pretty capped. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the Thunder's the, the team that's going to rise. What, what says you? I mean, I think I, I would agree with you. I think, I think the Jazz are out of that one. I think that, I don't know, I wouldn't put Portland out because they have that, like, kind of, like, you have these four teams. You've got Minnesota, Denver, OKC, and, and, and Portland. And, yes, OKC has the highest ceiling. If their talent clicks and all comes together, 
But there, like, there is mounting evidence right now that that Westbrook doesn't make players better yeah. who play with him, and that Durant might have been so exceptional to do as well as he did with Westbrook because he was just so amazing. Yeah, that like he might be the only peak player like that, like who was able to maintain that level of playing next to Westbrook. Um, but they still have the highest ceiling in terms of just individual talent. Uh, the Denver, uh, let's save it. The Portland Trailblazers have the most veteran-laden experience. They're the team that has been to the playoffs most recently, more frequently than any of those teams, except for OKC. But OKC was a different team, obviously with Durant on them before. And then you have uh, Minnesota. To me, feels like a lot of fool's gold because of how poorly they're playing defensively. I still don't love that team composition. I'm not a huge fan. And then Denver's just a wild fucking wild card. Like, what the fuck do you make of Denver? Like, losing a bunch of their first games and dropping 146 in a team? They, they still don't have a point guard? You're like, what the fuck is going on with this team in Denver? They're like such a wild... So in my opinion, you've got the, you've got the highest potential, OKC. You've got the veterans in Portland. You've got the uh the my opinion fool's gold in, in, in Minnesota hmm. and then you've got the the wild card in Denver. So I think how many of those teams make the playoffs? I feel like probably three. Probably three, you're probably right? Probably three. I'm thinking three. I like Well Memphis though, so alright, so like we say yeah uh so San Antonio, you, you, Golden State and uh and uh no, and those, Houston. Those yeah, those, those, three. those three are the locks. Those three are the locks. So and then you go no, I would say no other team after that is a lock. Is a lock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I may, I may lock. Yeah, so... LA's kind of dropped out of the picture. They're, yeah, they're, they're like almost at the bottom now. The Clippers. Yeah. So, just pulling up the NBA standings it's now. It's so early to do this, but it's still fun. Yeah, I mean, there's so much narrative because, well, you know, once your team is doing good or overachieving, yeah. teams tend to trade for players to get better. Mm-hmm. And once your team is underachieving, you tend to, like, sell. So yeah. I think the early narratives in this circumstance actually, like, are pretty uh, predictive of what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. So I'm pulling the NBA standings right now just to uh, I think Denver and, and OKC are, are, are good bets to, to, to sneak to get in there. And then we're looking at, looks like the whole division missing. So right now, Spurs, Troubles is fourth. Yeah, T-Bulls, Nugs. So Pels so yeah. are up there. Yeah, Grizz. I think so the yeah. Grizz will hang so around. the Rockets thirteen and four, Warriors thirteen and four, Spurs eleven and six with no Kawhi Leonard. What the fuck? Yeah, those what are the, the three fuck locks. Are the right Spurs there. doing. Yeah, Spurs why, why don't we talk about the Spurs every podcast? Just being Spurs. What the fuck are they doing? So those three are the locks. Then you got the Blazers at ten and seven. All the way down to the twelfth seed, which is the Jazz at seven and eleven. These teams are all pretty switchable. Yeah. So let's go ahead and pick five. Like I like the the the, the Nuggets, the Thunder. I like the Nuggets. The I like Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, nah, I'm having the Grizzlies. The Blazers. I like the Blazers. And I'm just trying not to pick the Timberwolves at this point. And the Lakers. No, the, uh, fuck. Even fuck. the Suns. Look at the Suns surging. Pelicans. Suns. I think Pelicans. Fuck you. Fuck you, Timberwolves. I don't trust the Wolves. I, I, the I like the Pelicans. I, would, I love that bet to Timberwolves missed the playoffs, and I don't like it now anymore. Yeah, I, I would take out the Grizzlies from yours and add the Timberwolves. 
I think we got too much talent to uh, taking out the Grizzlies. To make it, that's brutal. Yeah, Grizzlies. Uh, they have nothing. Mike Conley, one injury away from selling the whole team. Yeah, sell off. I'm looking for a bonanza. I'm looking for a good deal. A good sale. If I'm another team, Michael Green I'm special. circling this team. Looking for a Conley, looking for a Gasol. Well, that's kind of like, I mean, like, we joke about how, like, we love divisions and how, like, we talk about divisions so much, but, like, that is kind of, that's the division to watch in terms of how dominoes will fall for this Western Conference playoff seating. Because, um, it's going to shape up, and the Western Conference is, the playoffs are going to be bunk. (laughs) For sure. It's going to be so bunk. Uh, But it's still going to be an amazing season leading up to that, so, yeah, in any case, yeah. That's all good. Uh, that, yeah, so that, that comes up. So keep your eye on the Northwest. Those those teams, I think at least, I think two, at least, maybe three of those I'll teams will be making the playoffs. And uh, and it's going to be the team, it's going to be kind of the bellwether division to watch in terms mm. of like how those teams move up and down their respective division standings is going to affect how the Western Conference playoff standings eventually shake out. In the East, the division is not quite so important. We have a, a, a little bit more of a clear delineation, but at the same time, there's going to be some exciting teams. If Joel Embiid is in the playoffs, that's going to be fun as fuck. Super fun, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's wild, yeah. And in the Western Conference, I really hope the Pelicans make it. because, And actually, I hope the Grizzlies make it, too. Because these are two teams that give the Warriors problems. Mm-hmm. Like, Even if they don't beat them, they can just rough them up and make it really hard to go through. And even if they, they lose in five, they're just going to beat the team up. So, so so it's a challenge for the next round, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know coming in fresh to Houston. I don't want Houston winning in seven in the semifinals and then facing a fresh Golden State. That's, yeah. that's not fun. That's not fun. I don't, yeah. I don't see a team that's just going to pound the fuck out of Golden State. Yeah. Win or lose. Just bully them around. That's what I want to see. So. That's what I want to see. So we're looking forward to this is some of the things we're talking about. Bouncing around the league. Looking forward to for the uh, upcoming season. Uh, catch us back next week. We're back here. Another NBA podcast coming at you with a redraft of the 2017 Ooh. rookie pool. So check that one out. Also Love you guys. Also a trivia podcast in a couple of days. Ba-bang, ba-bang, ba-bang. Love you guys. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you very much. <laughs>